are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Mailbag Monday, October 5th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 222nd episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all enjoyed your weekends. To start things off this week, we have a really busy week around the NHL. We got the 2020 NHL Draft, free agency periods opening up, the buyout window closes... All restricted free agents need to get their new deals in. So we're got, we got a lot of stuff that we are going to talk about this week. But to start things off today, on Sunday afternoon, we actually saw the first real domino of the offseason fall for the Chicago Blackhawks. As they announced a trade with the Los Angeles Kings, they sent to Los Angeles veteran defenseman Ole Mata in exchange for ECHL forward Brad Morrison. So nothing but a straight cap dump here by the Chicago Blackhawks. They did retain around $750,000 of Mata's salary for the next two years, but still clears up just around $3.3 million for the team, and they now have roughly $11.1 million in cap space going forward, according to Cap Friendly, and that just puts them in a much better situation and a much better position to try and re-sign Dylan Strom, Dominic Kubelik, Corey Crawford, slash another number one goaltender potentially through free agency, Maybe Slater Cuckoo or Drake Kajula, but whatever route they want to go, they definitely have more options now because of their trade of Olimata. And as tough as it is to see him go after how successful he was on the third defensive pairing for the Blackhawks this postseason, it was still pretty clear that someone on the back end for Chicago had to go. I talked about it a lot on a couple of episodes last week, so not much of a surprise to see Olimata's the one to get moved and. Of course, there were still the fans on Twitter who were baffled by this trade and really upset about the return of Brad Morrison. Well, I'm sure every GM around the league is... They they know that the Blackhawks had the option of buying out Mata's contract, and if a trade wasn't going to get done, they were very likely to go that route. So that means no GM around the league is going to give up a draft pick or a prospect for Ole Mata in return, especially with a $3.3 million price tag. So this was still essentially the same thing as a buyout for the Blackhawks with Brad Morrison coming back in return. Uh, It will only cost them around $750,000, as I said, for the next two years. And they freed up a a significant amount of cap space that they really needed this offseason. So I personally like this move. I think that we got $3.3 million in return and roughly 3.5 to 4.5 million dollars that that kind of range I think is what Dominic Kubelik and Dylan Strom would cost so that's pretty much one whole contract right there by trading trading Olimata so for me this was the right call for the Blackhawks I'm not really upset that they got 
uh, an ECHL player in return. That's that's what was going to happen. It was either that that level of return or they were going to buy him out. So what what I am a little bit more mad about, honestly, was just the decision to trade for Ole Mata last offseason in the first place. It's not like he was doing anything. He, it's not like he was trending in the right direction up in Pittsburgh after winning back-to-back Stanley Cups. If anything, he was trending the opposite way. And for $4 million, he wasn't all that cheap for being, what, a, a fourth or fifth defenseman for the Hawks. And they also gave up Dominic Cahoon, they traded Dominic Cahoon to Pittsburgh in that deal. He was a young forward that showed some promise in his first NHL season. And the Hawks also had control over his contract situation. So looking back at that deal, I think it was nothing but a mistake by the Chicago Blackhawks. The big Kahuna was looking like a, a solid middle six winger. He was more of a third liner at the time, but he, he had some second second line upside and to move on from that so early in his career to go and get a third-pairing guy like Mata, that was that was just a mistake by Stan Bowman in the front office. We just didn't need to make that trade, especially with also acquiring Calvin DeHaan from the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, there, there's no need for Bowman to make both of those moves. And I know Cahoon didn't have a great year in Pittsburgh, and that's why he was traded to Buffalo near the deadline. But I, I would still rather have Cahoon at the moment than having to deal with this whole Olimata contract situation. And I, I know it's only going to cost the Blackhawks 750000 for the next two years, but that still could have been a contract they spent on potentially a depth piece. I mean, Pius Suter and Dominic Kubelik, those guys were signed for $900,000, $950,000. We have some, like Matthew Highmore, he's he's under a million dollars. We could have used that $750,000 elsewhere by just not signing Olimata. We would have had more cap space last season. Who who knows what would have happened with the Robin Leonard situation had we, had we not traded for Olimata in the first place. So I think that was just a mistake that could have that that could have been avoided overall because we also got Calvin DeHaan. So that's that's more so what I'm mad about. I'm not mad about what we got back from the Los Angeles Kings for Olimata. But that leaves the Blackhawks with Duncan Keith, Adam Boquist, Calvin DeHaan, Connor Murphy, and Brent Seabrook as the five current roster locks, per se, on defense at the moment. And then potentially... Ian Mitchell, Lucas Carlson, or or maybe Dennis Gilbert will round things out on the back end for the 2020-21 NHL season. Of course, still a ton has to happen before we even get there, but the defense for the Blackhawks is starting to take better shape for next season now that Olimata is officially out of the picture. All right, I think that takes care of everything I wanted to talk about regarding Olimata being traded to the Los Angeles Kings over the weekend. Coming up next is our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about Roman. Roman handles everything from treatment to delivery of brand name ED medication. Genuine, doctor-prescribed medication from U.S. licensed physicians. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today, and if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. Roman can be prescribed online and delivered right to your front door, so be sure to go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today, and if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment 
from U.S. licensed physicians. I also need to talk to you all about DoorDash, the best place to order the food you love online or through the DoorDash app. DoorDash has all your favorite eats near you for order delivery and for pickup with real-time order updates, contact-free delivery, and loads of restaurant reviews from other users. Right now, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter our promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps. Once again, DoorDash is the best place to order your favorite food online for order delivery or for pickup. And if you use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app today. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at JackBushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and to follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcasts and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. All right, we just wrapped up breaking down the Blackhawks trading veteran defenseman Oli Mata to the Los Angeles Kings as part of a straight salary cap dump. Now it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The first question I want to answer comes from at HawksJake1 on Twitter, who asked over the weekend, how soon do the Blackhawks offer Pittsburgh our second round pick in exchange for Matt Murray? Well, Jake, I hope never, because ever since winning back-to-back Stanley Cups in 2016 and 2017, Matt Murray has just not been a very consistent goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's posted a winning record in each of the last three years, and I think that fools a lot of people, but if you take a deeper dive and Look at some of his numbers. You'll understand there's a reason why the Pens chose to re-sign Tristan Yari instead of bringing him back. Instead of bringing back their two-time Stanley Cup champion goaltender. I think that alone should tell you something. Because Murray was a huge part of those two Stanley Cups. And four years later, he's going to be a free agent. What? That that doesn't make sense. There's a reason. There's a reason why he's going to be a free agent. Murray, looking at his numbers, he actually did have a pretty solid 2018-19 season. He had 29 wins, a 9-19 save percentage, and 14.67 goals saved above average. But in 27-18 and in 2019-20, he was absolutely horrible, especially last season. Last season, he finished with a sub-900 save percentage at 899, which is never good for a starting goaltender, never good for a goaltender in general. 
Uh, he also had a 2.87 goals against average, uh, a quality start percentage of 42% career low, and he also posted a career low negative 11.6 goals saved above average. Put that together with a Blackhawks defense that's really struggled with consistency. They've been one of the worst in the league over the past three years. Put that together and you could just have a recipe for disaster with Matt Murray as the Blackhawks starting goaltender. So Jake, that's why I would stay away from Matt Murray if I were the Blackhawks. I definitely wouldn't offer them a second round pick for him, but... I wanted to answer this question today because there have been some rumblings around the NHL uh, between these two teams regarding a possible sign and trade for Matt Murray. There have been some conversation that uh, some conversations there, but the latest news today we got from TSN's Elliot Friedman is that things didn't work out between the two teams and they're now looking elsewhere for a move. And to me, that was a sweet sigh of relief because. I just believe there are safer bets out there at the moment than Matt Murray, even with a market this thin for number one goaltenders. The second question I want to answer comes from at TJMiller024 on Twitter, and the reason I want to ans- I wanted to answer this question is because it also ties kind of ties into Hawks Jake One's question, as TJ Miller asked, "Would you prefer to trade for Murray or, Colum- or a Columbus Blue Jackets goalie? Sign the King, or is there a different front runner to take the Hawks? A uh, different front runner to the Hawks solving goalie issues? Kind of word this." little oddly, TJ, I can't lie to you. But after after answering that first question, I think you all know how I feel about Matt Murray. But as for trading for a Blue Jackets goaltender, either Elvis Merz-Lakens or Eunice Corposalo, I don't think that would be a horrible option with how thin the uh, free agent market is for the Blackhawks. But at the same time, I just don't know if you want to be trading any assets to acquire a starting goaltender at the moment when... For just a, a couple, maybe not probably not even another million dollars. Like I, I know Corey Crawford didn't want three point five, but I think he knows he's not getting five million dollars that Robin Leonard got. So for just another million dollars and not giving up any assets, I'd rather just have Corey Crawford for another year, another two years until maybe we develop someone in the system. We actually have a reasonably cheap free, uh, free agent option this year it's it's really thin or or we draft a goaltender that actually has some NHL potential um, I, I think those three things would be a, a better route than trading giving up assets for a goaltender at the moment I know Merz Lincolns and Corpus Allo both have really high upside but just with the overall position the Blackhawks are in I, I it's and and also the price it would probably cost to acquire one of those guys. I just don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze because you know the Hawks are going to have to give up either a high draft pick or a pretty good process. It would probably cost like Dylan Strome and a draft pick to get one of those two guys. And and that's reasonable for Columbus. I, I would do the same thing if I were them. If I would be asking for that if I were them. So I, I just don't know if that would be smart to to do for the Blackhawks at the moment. Uh, I think it would be better than tra- than trade signing and trading for Matt Murray, but I, I don't know. I I just struggle to see the Blackhawks making that type of move and not also taking a, a significant piece out of their future in return to Columbus. As for King Henrik, I just think that ship has sailed. I know he won't cost that much after being bought out by the Rangers, but 
He's already 38 years old. He'll be 39 by the end of the regular season. In the last couple of years, he just he hasn't been all that good. He hasn't been he hasn't been the King Henrik of the past. I, I would rather have Corey Crawford at the moment. So I would take a pass on King Henrik. But again, not many options out there if we're not able to bring back Crow. So don't count the King out yet. But if if it's not any of those guys enough for the Blackhawks, as for the front runner to fill the spot, I'm still sticking with Tomas Grice as the guy I think they will go out and get. He's been more of a serviceable. Uh, he's been a more than serviceable backup, I should say, for the Islanders the past couple of years. He's been a part of a William Jennings tandem and net with Robin Leonard. And I know he's he's not the youngest option at 34, but he he's still a better choice than Jimmy Howard. Mike Smith or some of those old guys that are on the market right now. So if the Blackhawks do have to hit free agency for a number one goaltender for next season, I personally think Tomas Grice is the favorite at the moment because there, there's just not a lot of guys that are a that a number an actual number one goaltender at this point in their career, and b actually affordable with what the Blackhawks can do at the moment with just eleven point one million dollars in cap space. All right, I think that will wrap up our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment. Thank you again to at HawksJake1 and at TJMiller024 for asking your questions on Twitter. I hope you guys got the answer you were looking for. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to reveal number two on my Blackhawks top ten prospect list after announcing 24-year-old Pia Suter at number three on Friday's episode. But first... I need to talk to you all about Built Go, the protein and energy gel your body needs on the go. Built Go comes in a squeezable plastic container, which makes it super easy to eat on the go before a workout, for your breakfast before a long day of work, and also just as a tasty snack around the house. Everyone has that wall they need to break through every day to get their body going, whether it be physically or mentally, and Built Go is the perfect protein and energy source to get you ready for whatever your day is going to throw at you. Right now, Bilko is offering 30% off the largest discount they have ever offered, but only to locked on listeners. So be sure to go to BiltBar.com right now, click on the Bilko part at the top, and use our promo code LOCKED in all caps to get 30% off your first order. Just an unbelievable deal. Bilko has three flavors mint chocolate, chocolate coconut, and peanut butter honey. They actually just sent me a promotional package, so I got to try all the flavors. They're all really delicious. I personally love the peanut butter honey. I'm definitely going to be ordering another box. But when I do, I'm going to make sure to use the promo code LOCKED in all caps to get 30% off my first Built Go order today. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at TalkinHockey, or you can also always email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, the Blackhawks, or anything that has to do with tomorrow's NHL draft and the upcoming free agency period. 
Okay, we just finished our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answered a couple of questions from a few lucky Lockdown Blackhawks listeners. Before we wrap things up this afternoon, I still have to reveal number two on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. So checking in at number two, we have 21-year-old right-handed defenseman Ian Mitchell, who is a former second-round pick by the Blackhawks back in the 2017 NHL draft and has spent the last three years playing collegiate hockey at the University of Denver, one of the top programs in the entire country. And Mitchell, he's been on the uh, he's been on Blackhawks fans' minds a lot these past couple of years because of how impressive he's been with Denver and also while representing the United States internationally. In his freshman year at Denver, Mitchell registered two goals and 28 assists for 30 points in 41 games. Really impressive stuff for just an 18-year-old. And he also played a big role uh, on the team that won the national championship that season. So his collegiate career was off to about as strong a start as it gets, but then in 2018-19, his play took a little baby dip when he recorded 27 points, three fewer than he did as a freshman, and the team was also unable to win back-to-back national championships. And while a lot of people expected Mitchell to make the jump to professional hockey following that sophomore season, he wasn't satisfied. He wasn't satisfied with his on ice deci- with his on ice performance. So he made a bit of a shocking decision to stay for his junior season in order to try to get his game a little bit better and win a second national championship for the University of Denver. And last year, Mitchell served as the captain for the Pioneers, and he was playing some of his best hockey of his career with career-high 10 goals. He also added 22 assists for 32 points through the opening 36 games of the season, his highest points per game total since being in college. And Denver also was ranked in the top 10 nationally, so it was looking like they were going to make a push for a second national championship in three years, but unfortunately... The collegiate season was cut short due to the COVID-19 pandemic back in March, so Mitchell was not able to achieve his goal of winning two national championships in three years with Denver. It wasn't the way that Mitchell wanted to end his collegiate career, but he still did decide to sign his entry-level contract with the Blackhawks over the summer, and that all but signified that he'll be leaving Denver to make the jump to professional hockey. As for the 2020-21 season, though, Mitchell does have the potential to make the opening night roster because of his offensive upside and sturdy defensive play, but I still think the best thing for him would be getting some time to adjust to the size of the players and also the speed of the game at the next level down in Rockford before being NHL ready. So I expect Mitchell to probably see some time in the AHL to start next season, but it may not take him long to get a call up because... He's a really effective player on the back end on both sides of the puck. On offense, Mitchell has the ability to run a power play from the point, and he also has a really strong one-timer that he showed in college last season. He scored a career-high 10 goals, and he really upped that part of his game. He was he showed on a couple occasions I saw on Twitter and also in his highlight tapes a couple clap bombs from the blue line. But he also has the speed and the hockey IQ to be a strong player on the defensive side of things as well. Even uh, if he is just five foot ten, five eleven, about 175 pounds, it would be nice to see Mitchell get closer to that 185, 190 pound mark. As the biggest concerns about his game are his size and strength. But besides that. 
he has all the tools to become an effective le- uh, an effective player at the NHL level, especially with his speed. And I've seen comparisons to Jared Spurgeon and Tory Krug when scouts break down Ian Mitchell's game. So I think he could have some top-pairing upside if he is able to shake the size and strength worries at the NHL level because of his offensive game. I really like how he controls the puck in the offensive zone. He can control the tempo. He knows what to do with the puck on his stick. And while I am a little concerned about his defense, I can't lie, watching him at pros- at Blackhawks Prospect Development Camp last summer, I don't think the defensive side of his game is as big of a worry as some others, may- some scouts make it out to be. He's a better defender than Adam Boquist and Nick Bodan, so I think he'll be fine defending at the NHL level down the road. It might just take a year or two of getting his feet under him before becoming a really effective player on both sides of the puck for the Chicago Blackhawks. But with all his offensive upside, I think Mitchell will become a really sturdy second-pairing defenseman for the Blackhawks in the future with the potential to become a 20 to 25-minute minute eater, I should say, on the top pairing for the Blackhawks if things go well. And that's why I have Ian Mitchell at number two on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, October 5th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show. And as always, be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 31 teams around the league before tomorrow's NHL draft takes place. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, hit me on either of those two Twitter accounts, or you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.